Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? It is the Brad and John Show. BJShow.co is the website, and you can go to it right now and check out uh, the uh, previous shows. We put them up. I try to put them up in a timely manner, although I've been not so good the last couple of days, but uh, yesterday's show is back up, and this morning's show will be up uh, pretty much after I get off the air this morning. Uh, BJShow.co. I'm Brad. He's John Combest, C-O-M-B-E-S-T. He runs a website. He's run it for over 22 years. He's got a list of all the political things you need on his website, JohnCombest.com. Now, you're going to be a guest on Scott Fonch show was that today that's or correct it's, scott fawn has a show that you can see on on conventional television and on youtube called this week in missouri politics and once a week he does what's called a midweek update and he does it live you can stream it on youtube i have a link up to scott's youtube page at johncombest.com today i'll be on there along with our friend stephanie bell and we'll be talking about the top stories of 2023 so tune in it's on, at 11 a.m you can watch it live and then afterwards you can watch it on the YouTube page. Tomorrow I'll have a link to it on my website. And uh, is it like a controversial show? Or are you like, uh, it's, you're not throwing chairs like the old Jerry Springer shows or anything like that? I, yeah, it's not I, that know, kind we, of we won't show. be in the studio, so there won't be any chair shots. There won't be any melees. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if Steph's going to be there in person with Scott or not, or if she's, she's going to dial in and video in. I'm not sure. But it'll be a rip-roaring good time. I, it, Scott does a, an incredibly valuable service of providing voice to a lot of people you know in october brad after the whole israel and hamas thing came down on the same show he had a pro-palestine activist and somebody from apac the american israel political action committee he's had sarah unsicker on he's had dean plocker on in the height of their controversies um it's a really valuable way to hear straight from these newsmakers of what's going on interesting and scott asks asks some pretty pointed questions as well too. he does i mean and the, the great thing is these are not the beauty of it is that he doesn't ask these just softball questions yes and at the same time these folks go on and they know they'll get time to state their case they're not going to get cut off after 15 seconds there's no gotcha questions it's just it's just really good hard-hitting questions well and once again i consider it you know what would be considered good journalism which you don't see a lot of nowadays absolutely you know you're exactly right I so mean, that's today at 11 a.m thanks for plugging thanks for letting me plug that brad okay one more time and then and then i'm going to give up on this i i adjusted something here and let me try one okay. more time okay my phone i'm going to try one more time i'm going to see if i can call shelly let me see if this is going to work okay god this drives me because i really want to call mccluskey because he's like big time news story now yeah hold on a minute is this now it's not even now the phone's not even going to work okay here we go This is driving me nuts. Hold on a minute. See, the problem with this is I'm trying to be a little bit cheapskate here because if you get one of these really good uh, phone, back in the day they were called hybrids. Today they're not necessarily that. I can't even get It's not even working at all now. <sighs> okay, moving on from that. Okay, we were talking in the last segment about this... There's Shelly. Hey, I can't get it to work. I'll talk to you later, okay? You can't, you can't hear me? I, I, it won't even work at all. Did you answer? 
Okay, it's not working at all anymore. So I've totally screwed it up. So I don't even know what's going on. Okay, I'll appreciate it. Drop back two and punt. Thank you. Bye. Okay, we were talking in the last segment the situation with the police car that ended up in the inside of an LGBTQIA bar. Okay, what do you think happened? Here's what I think happened. The first report, as I understand it, the police said that the officer thought he saw a dog and then was swerving for the dog. The second version was that he wanted to avoid a car that had been parallel parked across from the bar. Re- reviewing the video shows that that doesn't seem to be an issue. The, the, the latest and official version is that the officer says that he was uh, distracted by the car radio. My guess, and by the way, there's no da- as I understand it, there's no dash cam in this particular vehicle, was that he was on a cell phone. Again, complete speculation. It's that we've all been driving before and committed the sin of looking at our phone and swerved a little bit. It's the only thing I could think of. But there's a whole lot of hysteria around this because state law and St. Louis police protocol does not demand that every officer go through drug or breathalyzer testing after an accident. So the fact that there was no breathalyzer or drug test, people who are inclined to believe that the cops are always liars are going to suggest that the, that the cop was drunk and crashed into the bar. There's, of course, a lot of speculation among the progressive crowd that the officer somehow targeted a gay bar and wanted to crash his car into a gay See, bar. That's that what, was the initial speculation. That's what I've heard. And I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. Let me think it, about yeah, this well, for a minute. I, but you know what, Brad? Any theory. And you know what? This goes back to the idea of in a vacuum of information, when people don't have facts, they can just connect the dots themselves. And the idea that a police officer was drunk and mad at the LGBTQIA asterisk community and wanted to crash his car and teach him a lesson is, you know, it's a it's an interesting story. Well, but the situation is he's a probationary police officer, okay? And and you're starting a new job and you're trying to, you know, get your feet wet, so to speak, and move on down the road and make that into a career, right? Yeah. Why absolutely. would you why would you purposely as a probationary police officer you wouldn't drive the your car into, you into a gay bar. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going like, you know, they're going. And, and the crazy part of it is, here we go again. If it were, if it were, you know, two straight dudes that owned the bar, nothing would have been said, right? Right. I mean, nobody and, would. And I think, and so what, you know, one source that folks can check out for information on this is St. Louis attorney and Democrat Jane Duker, who you can find on Twitter. Right. Or X now. Jane has posted a lot of facts. She's a, she represents the St. Louis uh, Police Officers Union. but So she's posted a lot of facts and questions about this case, and namely the fact that there is body cam footage of the incident between it, – it ended up, I believe, there were four officers. So there were two officers that, that originally were in the accident, and then there were two more responding officers that came. So there's body cam footage, but the, the police department is – the city police department is not – releasing that footage to the public, but they have shown it to members of the St. Louis Board of Aldermen and members of the St. Louis City LGBTQIA asterisk special committee. So they're select folks that have seen the body cam footage, but but they're not making it public. So to me, that seems a little screwy. Um, and you just don't know what to believe in this. Well, the whole thing is, and, and it's even gotten some national attention, which, you know, once again, here we go. 
the kind of national attention that St. Louis doesn't need. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just one of yeah. those kind of stories that it's like, okay, you know, here we go again. If we don't have enough problems, we not have a situation where apparently, you know, according to the the narrative that some people are, that these cops, these two straight young probationary cops, didn't like this bar, so they're just going to smash their police car right through the front front yeah. plate. Yeah, like, which is ridiculous. Which and is it goes like, to show in the in the the never-ending cycle of perpetuity, which is you have high crime in St. Louis. Could you imagine Brad being a young man and being 18 years old and thinking, you know what, you know what I want to do? I want to be down there for a riot when somebody's spitting in my face and taunting me, and I want to have people throw things at me. Well, that seems like a good, a good solid career to see, provide for my That's family. the problem. They nobody wants to be a police officer anymore. Yeah. You hear these stories about about all around the country that like they have, you know, the the cities and counties that have their police academies. You know, where not not yep. the movie, but you know, a real police academy where uh, typically they have a class of like fifty or something like that, and now they're graduating six. You know, yeah. <laughs> things like that. And, Who in there, right? and so now here's my theory on it, Brad. Here's, here's what I think is going to happen. I think you're going to see, and I think uh, on the grassroots level, you've already seen this. You are going to have, because it's kind of like the military we talked about yesterday, police are going to have to lower their standards. So no longer will you have to be physically fit, but maybe you're just really good at social, emotional, well, uh, you know, de-escalation of conflicts. You're going to lower the standards to become a police officer. You're going to aggressively pursue folks from the minority community and the historically disadvantaged community. You're going to get a lot of people as cops that were considered 10 years ago not, were, not, not qualified to be a cop. And all of a sudden, you're going to see a little bit of conservative slash right wing backlash against local police that we haven't seen as often. And what happens when the quality of police officer deteriorates? Well, the interesting part of this is they've already changed the standards a lot. And what's interesting about this is for decades and decades and decades, if you were a police officer, you had to have a clean shaven face. You see police officers all the time now with beards. Oh, yeah. And and the other thing was, I know the department I worked at in Illinois, one of the officers there was applying for a job uh, for the Illinois State Police. And he got, he got black flagged, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, very quickly because of the fact that what they made you do is you had to take your shirt off and you had to show them your arms. And you, for your tattoos, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and he was a Marine and he had a couple, you know, he had a couple tattoos on his forearm, you know, between his, his elbow and his wrist and bang, gone. That was it. Yeah. Because of the fact that if you had any tattoos, if they wore their summer uniform, which was essentially short sleeve shirts, if they wore their summer uniform, any tattoo that would be visible with the short sleeve shirts on, you're gone. They were out. Yeah. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't be Illinois State Police. That's changed because I've seen, I mean, not necessarily state police, but I've seen quite a few police officers with tattoos and things like that. So, you know, I mean, you know, it guesses everything's. Everything changes, you know, people. So, so, but, but back to, back to the bar story real quick. You, eventually some of this footage is going to come out and we're going to see, you, you, we're going to see who the aggressor and the confrontation actually is and, and whether or not someone claims that the, that the bar owner's partner had a black eye the next day. And so if any of this stuff is true, now the police, as I understand it, arrested the guy for assaulting one of the police officers. 
so we'll see how much of this is actually true and how much of it is just, you know, in a lull of a lack of holiday news, it's fun on social media to just go out there and start a controversy, I guess. Well, but you know what? This year it's interesting. There's, at least on the national front, there really hasn't been a lull of news because there's been all sorts of crazy stuff going on. The Israeli conflict still going on. Uh, the Hunter Biden thing is still, you know, not simmering, but I mean, to, you know, maybe a, 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 a low boil, all the crazy stuff going on with that. Uh, yeah, but in St. Louis City, what else are you going to talk about? Brad, why would you talk about the latest homicide when you can make up a story about police officers targeting a, a gay bar? I guess. <laughs> Whatever. I don't, you know, I, I, I guess the situation is, here's the situation for me, is that if a police car came flying through the front of my business, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at the police officer, I would be concerned that the police officer maybe had a heart attack or something like that. You know you what I mean? First of all, Brad, you haven't attended nearly enough Cory Bush rallies. I guess or else I your, your disposition would be different. Now, me, personally, I if mean, that happened to me, I would want to make sure the officers were okay. Right, And exactly. I would think, how much money can I possibly get in insurance for having this happen? <laughs> well, and I would, want, I would want to talk to the PR team from the, from the police department in the city. I would want to think if there's a little bit of way to, you know, maybe I could run a campaign about safe driving for for the right price there's got to be an angle to it on my website today by the way by the way brad there's a there's an article from our friend tony bateo at tony's kansas city kansas city has just matched their all-time homicide rate really? so if you think that st louis city is the only part of missouri that's dealing with urban crime check out johncommerce.com well, today and our friend tony bateo's website for a Casey crime update. Can I tell you something that's interesting you bring this up because I just talked to somebody the other day who originally lived in Springfield for a long time, moved out probably about a year or so ago, and they said that per capita, Springfield has more homicides than the city of St. Louis. And I'm going like, I never heard that. Have you heard that? I haven't, I, no, I haven't heard that. But, you know, I, I read a lot of newspapers, say, down in the Boot Heel area and then, you know, or even in the Cape area. And you see, I mean, there are bad neighborhoods in, in that part of the state. And, you know, when you look at a per capita, you know, if you have a really bad <laughs> neighborhood, depending on what the municipality is per capita, sure, the homicide level could be, could be higher. I guess. Okay. Your friend and mine, Camelia. Yes. Uh, who bought our first advertising package on the Brett and John show, called me a what? Menarchist. Now, so, what is so a- for folks who don't know, uh, C- Camelia left a comment on our Instagram page, which you can find at BJ Show Afterglow on Instagram, and she left a comment because Camille listens to listens to the audio version of our show, and I I have the definition here via our favorite source, Wikipedia, Brad. If you want to hear it, okay, go ahead. The definition is uh, the the true definition is called a night watchman state. And it's part of libertarian philosophy, and it says those who so those who are minarchists uh, believe in in minarchism, which is the view that the government's only function is to protect the rights of its citizens. So that's what you were talking about yesterday on the you know the last few days, especially Brad, when you were talking about your thoughts on on you know drug swap meets and the other things that government should and that should not be involved in. Well, that's part of the law of unintended consequences. With with you, we and I talked about the fact that the fact that there's this apparently now a gaping loophole in the law or the new the new state constitution amendment. You know that you know, granted us the the uh, the uh, um, uh, recreational marijuana. That what was that down in House Springs? Where was where was that? Yeah. 
Yeah, it was House Springs, yep. And apparently they're selling marijuana at flea markets. You know, but and, there's a sign that says no THC for right, that. Which is like it's which is like saying which is like going to QT and saying there's a sign that says no gasoline, right? You know, yeah, it's exactly. Like, it's like But here's the pump. Just here's donuts. We have sixteen pumps for you. Yeah, just donuts. You know, no, you know, those pumps, oh yeah. Well maybe you might be able to squeeze that if you put the credit card in and you know, maybe <laughs> maybe something might come out of that hose, but there's no gasoline here. What are you talking about? So, so have I, you ever been called a minarchist? No, I'm but see, once again, I went to with the O'Fallon Chamber of Commerce, I can't remember if it was early this year. I went with to one of these things they called lunch and legislators. And it's sort of a neat thing. You know, we have lunch and you sit down. And typically it is a legislator. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's just some kind of government official, maybe not an elected person. But it was Richard West. And yep. Richard West. Former police officer, now state representative. Right. He used to be the mayor of New Melly. And Richard West gave some financial statistics. And I was blown away about the fact that, and you probably know this number, that in in the last six or seven years, the state budget has doubled? Do you know yeah, this? Yeah, I think that's right. Well, but that, that would include, Brad, payments from the federal government, um, you know, Biden bucks and, and anything we have coming in. But think about that for a minute. Yeah. Okay, that would be like if you were, like, let's say, working at a job and you were making $50,000 a year and then within five years you were making $100,000 a year. That would be yeah. great. To me, when you hear the state budget has bu- has doubled, I'm going like, okay, that means more bureaucracy. That means more government sure. workers. That means more more people in offices in Jefferson City, And which I'm not wild about, to be honest with you. You know, maybe that's the minarchist in me, right? Yeah, it probably is. And what we've seen with these pandemic payments is that you got to be real careful once you start funding. You know, what was it? I think Reagan was the one that said nothing is more permanent than a temporary government program. Well, but but see, that's the problem. And you see this all over the country. Like, for example, there's examples of this, and we don't have this in the St. Louis area, but there's examples around the country where they put in a tollway. And when they come out, you know, they, they, you know, they put it on the ballot, whatever. Hey, we're going to put this tollway in, and we figure that there's going to be enough tolls in seven years where we'll have enough money where it won't be a tollway anymore and you know and, yeah. and 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 then 20 years later it's still a tollway you know what I mean? yeah it's of course like, it is it's like and then they go well we didn't figure on the maintenance and we didn't figure on the fact that we had to that the paint to put on the center lines got more expensive and right you know, of course there's always an extenuating oh, right it's like it's like okay you know i was born at night but not last night don't give me that crap okay and we have to take a break our last break it's 741